You're listening to The Truth With Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, how is everyone doing out there? Welcome to The Truth With Studi. This is Michael Studeman, and I'm broadcasting live from Yukon, Oklahoma. And we are still in the month of February, the love month. That's right. Well, today I'm going to get right in it. Uh, No cliffhanger stories to start this off. We're going to get right into the meat of what we're going to be discussing. So it's going to be on fear today. We're going to talk about fear. And what's plaguing the world right now is a lot of fear. Uh, Fear has controlled humanity for many many millennia since the beginning of time, right? Uh, You know, what is fear? Uh, There's there's fear, there's phobias. Did you know, uh, so first of all, the the definition of phobia is it's exaggerated, usually inexplicable and illogical fear of a particular object, class of objects or situation. So fear basically takes fear... uh, Phobias take fear to the next level. It's an extreme fear of something. Um, But uh, as far as fear itself, that definition, uh, it's a primal emotion that basically involves a universal biochemical response and a high individual emotional response. And so, you know, there's there's good fears. There's fear that alerts us to presence of dangers, threats of harm, right? Uh, Those are healthy fears, but today we're going to talk about unhealthy fears. And um, again, as far as phobia is going, uh, did you know the number one phobia is called glossophobia? I think a lot of people know that. Uh, That is actually, it's the number one fear in America anyway, and it's public speaking. Um. 25% 25% of people would say they'd prefer to avoid speaking in front of people. Um, and and just for fun here, one of the rarest phobias is arachabaturophobia. <laughs> and check this out, folks. It's the fear of having peanut butter stuck in the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Have you ever heard of such a thing? It's a rare phobia. It involves a fear of getting peanut butter stuck in the roof of your mouth. Yeah, that is correct. Um, let's talk about a famous story in the Bible. Uh, it's one of the oldest books written in the Bible. A lot of people are familiar with it. Uh, it's the book of Job. Job, as you know, um, was a righteous, God-fearing man, and he experienced several trials and afflictions. But Job lost all his property, his children died, and he suffered great physical agony. And in the midst of all of his trials and agony, he actually had to endure the criticism and condemnation of his three friends because they basically thought, well, he must have sinned, he must have done something. And of course, God had told Satan when Satan came before God and said, you know, the reason this man is, um, you know, such a righteous man is you've you've put a hedge of protection around him. Uh, and so God allowed Satan to, you know, 
uh, strike Job and and do these terrible things to him. Um, but we find a clue because I, I, I wondered when I, I first studied Job when I was growing up and I was like, if he's a righteous man, you know, why would God allow this to happen? Why was Satan even bothering him to begin with? Well, I feel the answers in Job 3.25. Job says here, after all this stuff has come upon him and he's doing his woe with me speech here, in Job 3.25, he says, what I always feared has happened to me what I dreaded has come true. And so there's your open door. What opened the door to attract Satan to come and even find Job? So Satan is like a shark, right? Uh, fear attracts the enemy, just like blood attracts sharks. So with with sharks in the water it's a scary thing if you're caught in the ocean and you're anywhere near where there's sharks and you're bleeding because smells are basically carried in the water by the currents which disperse and carry molecules from various substances such as blood and so sharks nostrils they're actually lined with sensory cells which are actually called olfactory epithelium and these cells can detect the tiny scent particles that are carried in the water. And it attracts them, you know, to the source of where that blood is, and it, specifically fresh blood, right? And so, again, uh, I know there's New Age concepts out there of law of attraction. Uh, if you're into New Age... I'll give you a warning. That is a counterfeit Christianity, and ultimately it's a sugar-coated form of Satanism because in the end it puts you yourself as God, and you're depending on yourself, whereas, again, true Christianity is depending on Christ himself, the Spirit of God who lives in us. It's not of ourselves. And so the, this whole thing of law of attraction um, you know, with what you can manifest, uh, th there's truth in that. But again, um, we're we're going to speak on it, the law of attraction, in regards to true Christianity, and not from a New Age perspective. So again, here Job, he put out those molecules, right? He dispersed those molecules out there with that fear and that brought an attraction and Satan who in our New Testament it says he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour well he found Job and how did he find Job from that scent of fear um, Proverbs 9 10 and 11 it says the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. So what does that mean, folks? That, that, that means simply do not fear. I, I've heard many ministers say that there's at least 365 places in the Bible that mentions basically the concept of 
not fearing, which you can basically apply to every day of your life, right? But but here is where a lot of people, uh, especially even Christians, right? If you know the Lord, you know the Word, then there should be a reverent fear of the Lord. And that's what's missing in a lot of the church today. There's not a reverent fear of the Lord. But here it says that if you fear the Lord, that's going to set your foundation to be wise. And it's ultimately going to result in multiplying your days and adding years to your life. Because when it comes down to all the phobias and all the fears, you know, the psychologist, all the science will tell you at the core of every phobia, at the core of all fears, is ultimately people fearing death. Because some fashion, some forth, they you know, fear spiders, snakes. It, all, it goes to the root of they're, they're afraid to die. Uh, so here, when you have the proper fear of God, First of all, you don't need you don't have to be afraid of death because you know what happens when you do die. But then also here again, you have added years to your life. It extends your life. Also in Isaiah thirty-five four, it says, "Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God's coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you." <laughs> In Lamentations 3.57, it says, Yes, you came when I called. You told me, do not fear. So we have scripture after scripture where God's telling us, do not fear. So what's the opposite of fear? That amazing word, faith. And Faith is found in Romans 10, 17. says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm just giving you several scriptures here that talks about do not fear. And when you meditate and you speak those and declare those scriptures, you activate your faith because these words are living words. The word of God, the Bible is a living word. Jesus said, that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will live on forever. So faith, again, it comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Did you know in Hebrew eleven six, it even says, without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and so again here's the opposite of fear here we have to have that faith in god and how do we have that faith in god we have to constantly be in his word we need to be communicating with him meditating and praying and letting this holy spirit let holy spirit speak to you confirming you what the word of god is not just simply read it to read it but activate it and apply it in your heart and believe on what you're reading and that activates your faith and when you are so full of the faith of god so full of the holy spirit fear cannot have its place if you 
fill up a container, it's hard to put something else in there because it's so full. So if we're so full of faith, where can fear fit, fit in? Because, again, we are fully, you know, dependent on faith and dependent on the Word of God. Uh, I love the story where Jesus, uh, there's so many stories of faith, but in Mark 36 through 42, uh, read here that where Jesus, this is the story where Jairus has come and he's, he's, he's asked Jesus to come pray for his 12-year-old daughter who has gotten severely sick. But then on the way there to pray and, and, and heal his daughter, Jesus is following Jairus. Well, the, you know, the folks come out and they're, they see that they're already doing a funeral procession. They're saying, you know, your daughter's dead. And as soon as this happens, Jesus immediately cuts it off. He says in verse 36, but Jesus overheard and said, ignore them. And he said to Jesus, so Jesus said, he ignored what those people were saying. Then he said to Jairus, Jairus, don't be afraid, but just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, James, and John, who were the, was the brother of James, right? When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why are all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. And so here Jesus begins to speak out those things as though they were instead of what actually was being seen, right? Because Jesus walked by faith and not by sight. And, and here you see the crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his disciples into the room where the girl was lying, holding her hand. He said to her, Talitha Kaum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. So here you see the dead being raised. But what had to happen? We had to have an absence of fear. So, so Jesus made all those that did not have faith get out of the room because he needed to have an atmosphere of faith. And so he only took uh, specific disciples with him and then of course he took Jairus and his mother because of course Jairus and mother they're going to have faith they're they're believing in the impossible and so with that faith Jesus brought her back to life how wonderful in the same way faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God if you'll remember when she uh, when Peter walked on the water a lot of folks think um, that Peter just you know, jumped out there in faith to walk on the water. But he said, if it really be you, Jesus, ask me to come out to you. And then Jesus said, come. So Jesus gave the word. That was the word of God, right? Because Jesus was God. And Peter acted. He heard the word of God, right? And faith comes by hearing the word of God. And then he activated his faith and did in, in obedience what the Lord said and he walked on the water uh, folks this is 2024 we're living in perilous times 
Um, we had a phone outage, uh, AT&T globally. That went, uh, and there's, uh, there's theories out there that this was a um, cyber attack and possible more to come. And, you know, so, pe- so many people are dependent on their phones. Uh, so many people get dependent on technology. Um, you know, we, we just came through the, the, the years of COVID. It's still around. And, and they're saying that there's newer diseases that are about to pop up or uh, plagues or whatever you want to call it, like COVID. And you can, you know, talk about the theories um, regarding, you know, government um, control, population control, whatever the case may be. When it's all said and done, you don't need to meditate on those things. You don't need to fear these things, folks, but have faith in your God who God throughout the entire scripture over and over, he's rescued his people. He was there for his people and he was able to help his people. So cast off all fear. Do not let fear have its place in your life. Again, scripture says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. Again, that's another scripture you can declare when the enemy tries to come on you. And at that point, you can also say, I submit to you, Father. I resist the devil. He must flee. If you're having anxiety, you resist and you rebuke that spirit of anxiety and speak out and say, anxiety, I will not partner with you. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will enter your protect and enter your hearts and mind and i want to finish this message with this your ultimate booster shot your ultimate immunization shot your ultimate to build everything that you can word of god shot when things are at its worst or fear is just coming over you remember these words and psalms 91 those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty this is to declare this i declare about the lord he alone is my refuge my place of safety he's my god and i trust him for he will rescue you from every trap protect you from deadly diseases yeah that's bubonic plague that's covid put whatever thing in there he will cover you with his feathers he will shelter you with his wings his faithful promises are your armor and protection do not be afraid of the terrors of night nor the arrow that flies in the day do not dread the diseases that stalks in the darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday though a thousand fall at your at your side you know what was happening during covid we had thousands thousands dying on our sides though ten thousands are dying around you these evils will not touch you just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished if you make the lord your refuge you make the most high if you make the most high your shelter no 
evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They'll hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample on lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your Uh, your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I'll protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I'll answer. I'll be with them in trouble. I'll rescue and honor them. I'll reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Did you just hear those scriptures and the whole chapter of Psalm 91? Folks, if you study and meditate on that chapter alone fear cannot have any place when you are walking with the lord and you're walking upright with him in his spirit obeying trusting obeying no no fear can enter you no fear can touch you because god is your refuge well praise god it's been such an amazing time with you i'm so glad you got to jump on here spend some time with with me and i just pray right now anyone out there that's suffering from fear anxiety be gone in the name of jesus i take authority and you can take authority in the name of Jesus, the same spirit that rises Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you, and you can speak to those things and they will flee in the name of Jesus. And you know why it's true? Because that's right, I told you. I told you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because it was straight from the word of God. Hey, until next week, have a blessed blessed week.